0: Welcome to 28ish. We're a podcast dedicated to making space for menstrual cycles, cyclical living, divine feminine power, and everything in between. We get into the details of periods, hormones, cycle tracking feminine business prowess, and every other aspect of being a bleeding person. I'm your host, Carrie McKinnon. I'm a menstruality mentor and the CEM, Chief Executive Administrator at 28ish. Be sure to check us out at 28ish.com to see our cycle tracking art, and feel free to leave us a comment letting us know what cycle day you're on. Thanks for listening, and remember, your cycle is more than your period.
1: All right. Oh, look at that. Hi. (laughs) Hi.
0: Okay, Emily. So let's go ahead and get started. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes. Um, So my name is Emily Catherine Hanger, and um, I am an acupuncturist and a holistic public care practitioner. Um, I have an undergraduate degree in dance and choreography, which has really informed my whole trajectory, if you will. Um, I also practice, which is a newer thing, um, Taoist stone medicine, which is actually a part of the Chinese medicine Materia Medica, but it has been left out as Chinese medicine has been westernized because the stones really work on a soul level. Um, so you can imagine a lot of people don't necessarily want to go deep but that's what I love Um, and so a big part of what has really come into play for me using the stones is that I'm actually working in a way that is a real different kind of fringe way of practicing that most of my training in Chinese medicine school it set the foundation but I think I had to you know be in practice to really learn what my way was um and I use this really lightly but um because I'm not you know trained but if I had to describe it I would say it's more of a shamanistic way of practicing um oh thank you um you know I use the stones and I use my voice um and I don't speak words, but it's just, um, tones and sounds. Um, you know, I also have been able to really connect with, um, ancestors, you know, love loved ones that have passed away and spirit babies and all kinds of like beings that I, you know, it's like you hear about them in fairy tales and until you like actually come into contact with them, you know, in this experience, you're like, oh, this is real. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of, a, I think.
0: Great. Thank you so much for that overview. Um, I was reading through your bio earlier, and I, I, I think it's really interesting that you, you led your introduction of yourself with talking about how Dance and choreography has informed your trajectory. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I definitely picked up on in your bio as well. That you know, you you have this like uh, BFA, right, in dance and yeah. choreography, and then it looks like you went into like Pilates and yoga, and then from there went into this holistic care and classical Chinese medicine. So, yeah, yeah very neat. And in some of the types of you know. Uh, menstrual cycle awareness and like menarch recovery and the cyclical awareness uh, recovery exercises include dance and movement. Yeah. Uh, And I I myself have found it very powerful uh, incorporating, you know, meditative movement, if you will, into certain parts of cycle work. Um, So that's that's really exciting to find that. Um, I actually have a a specific question about your background and about how, you know, because you have a, is it a master's of science in, um, oriental medicine, is that correct? Yeah. How how, in oriental medicine or classical Chinese medicine, how is the cycle viewed? You know, how, how is this approached? Mm, That's
1: such a good question. Um, I mean, big part of Chinese medicine, Um, you know, treating and really keeping, um, you know, like the womb really like warm and healthy and happy and content. Uh, There are Mm -hmm. a lot of specific treatments. A lot of times it ends up falling into like fertility treatments, you know, these days. Um, But now, I mean, especially in the classical Chinese medicine, there's this idea that we are, as humans, you know, to stand in between heaven and earth, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. our heads in the cloud and our feet on the earth. So we're really connected to the rhythms, you know, of the earth and the stars. Therefore, we should be this reflection of the breath of nature. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, and so this is one thing I do love about Chinese medicine and, and that I feel like it really informs the holistic pelvic care and just, you know, cycle awareness is that it really does honor, um, you know, women's health and women and rhythm. Um, and, and then it, it does encourage women throughout different phases of their cycles to, you know, eat in a different way and rest. And mm-hmm. yes. you like that so
0: yeah, yeah. so to show to show it it recognizes
1: this uh, uh that we're cyclical beings and <laughs> basically <exactly. laughs> because a big a big way you know like the five elements you know it's also really based on seasons and so you right. know go through like a season a month you know and so mm-hmm. it really layers well i think with chinese medicine so oh that that's beautiful.
0: Thank you for, um, for sharing that. Oh, and also I did wanna mention about your focus on movement uh, and dance, which I'm a little bit stuck on. Um, that's what initially drew me to you on uh, your beautiful Instagram videos where you're dancing, you're using movement. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, Those are very really I- cool. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, embodiment practices, and I would include, you know, cycle awareness in this, um, is just huge and paramount to our health and wellness and wholeness. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. And something that struck me, and I'm sure as we go on, we're going to get more flavors of the certified holistic pelvic care provider. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, the service that you offer and understand it. Um, it, it would seem to me that it's like using uh, pelvic care because it's holistic pelvic care, right? Oh. So pel- th- this concept of the womb or our pelvic care, the, I think the pelvic bowl is what your website is referring uh-huh. to it as at the center for our overall, Uh, well-being, which is very much how I feel about menstrual cycle awareness. Absolutely. It's that thing that um, it's really the the key that can unlock the ultimate form of self-care for us as women, this recognition and honoring and understanding of ourselves on every level and how we are cyclical beings. And, you know, for so many years, of our lives from, you know, from Menarche to menopause and then beyond, we can recognize a cyclical nature as well in alignment with the moon. Um, the, oh, the yeah, the, the yet, yet, unfortunately, we're, you know, a, a lot of times in our Western society um, made to believe that that is an inconsistency somehow, or that right. there's something wrong with us for being different and for being cyclical. Right. Yeah. so um my next question is what cycle day are you on today
1: yes so I'm on day 18 um so I'm in the first week of my luteal phase um and I figured right. that maybe I would sort of hear your you know because you also had a question about what's your favorite you know phase mm-hmm. of yeah cycle. so I actually feel like this space right here for me that first week of the, you know, luteal phase for me is, is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, because I still have the energy of ovulation. Um, but it's like before, um, you know, sort of PMS time, which I do love too. And I like to call it truth serum time. Um, Oh, I love that truth serum time. (laughs) I'm gonna put that in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah like all the things you've been able to just you know let go of or avoid or whatever like they are so right on the surface you know and yeah which is great and so important but it also comes with you know the doubt and insecurities and yeah 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 so this is why I really love the luteal phase um and I'm in this great you know place right now because um yeah because I'm on day 18 so Yeah, it's just kind of a special time because I still have really good energy, but I'm not PMSing. And (laughs) yeah, so sort of
0: perfect spot. Absolutely beautiful. I believe I am on day 18 as well, which is- What? I know, kind kind of crazy to to sync up like that (laughs)
1: without even planning. So what great energy. Is that I've noticed that a lot of women who are really- um, who I've connected with online as far as like menstrual awareness we are really we bleed and we are are ovulating right oh around yeah
0: I love that I, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look into that more that's a beautiful um, surprise and that yeah that day 18 for me you know I, I was actually writing about it this morning and um you know it's inner summer so the menstrual cycle awareness we call that the inner inner summer phase and um Yeah, for me, and not not everyone is as comfortable in this season, Mm. but uh, like you, I really love this season. I tend to thrive in it. Uh, Of course, when I respect myself in the previous seasons, when I respect my crossover days and those changing, that traveling and the changing me from one season to another as well, I find that that's really important for me increasingly. More and more so as I move from one season to the next, taking time to just kind of stop and reflect and look forward as well, and just um, you know not give myself that space to to transition and to change for the next season, right. uh, which I which I did this cycle, and yeah, Inner summer um, has been really beautiful. You know, it can be very yeah. spontaneous and creative, and like I can. Get stuff done without a lot of planning, and you know, there, there's a lot. There's a lot that can happen.
1: Absolutely, I'm with you 100. percent
0: Well, one of the things that I am always curious about when I'm um, interviewing or speaking to another woman is the menarch story, and so I'm wondering if you are comfortable enough to to yeah. share your menarch story with us.
1: Sure, um, you know, and I love this question because I was this is the one that I thought about a lot. Um, Because I feel like in my life, it's sort of telling because I have a lot of these um, sort of oppositional pulls. Like in my, um, you know, my astrological chart, I actually have a lot of these like, um, you know, grand crosses. So like, you can be really pulled strongly in one direction. And then you have this absolute like opposite pull you know so sometimes it's hard to come into the middle and so I feel like my you know my story is twofold um so you know my parents were both western medicine practitioners um, and so there's a lot yeah like sciencey you know like this is what happens let's diagnose this let's check it out la 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 so, you know, when I started my period, I definitely had this experience of like literally having this like gynecological exam like from my mom. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, I mean, I'm comfortable enough with my body, but like at the same time, you're like, <laughs> I'm 13, you know? And so like, what 13 year old girl really wants their vagina like inspected, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> other than themselves maybe Um, so you know that was a little bit embarrassing but not like traumatizing by any means you know um and then sort of the other side of that is that you know my mom wrote like this really sweet note and like welcomed me you know into like basically like this sisterhood of you know being a woman um you know, and so that was, that was really meaningful and that was really special. Um, so yeah, how, how,
0: can you give us more details about that? What was that like? The welcoming.
1: To receive like that note. Yeah, it was really, I mean, it was really important to me because I think, especially as a woman, but even just as a young person. And, and I think this is true, whether you're a child, you know, teenager, adult, whatever, you always want to be seen and heard and honored, you know, for who you are and and what you're going through. And it, it, it is such a big rite of passage. And so to really have that acknowledged was really important and to have, you know, really kind words and almost this like really welcoming kind of energy of like, you're included you know, and that this isn't a bad thing, um, you know, thankfully my mom always had like a good relationship with her menses, um, so it really did feel like this, um, yeah, like a, a welcoming and a inclusion that was really important for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really beautiful, um, I've one of the things that I like to focus on with with menarche in particular, and with working with mothers that are like preparing for when their daughters are going to hit menarche, yes. are those those first words, right? The reaction, because uh-huh. it it could be the story that your kid has been carrying around for a long, long time, you know, like, which just might be like an offhand comment or whatever. Um, <laughs> so like that intentionality around the first things that, that your daughter's going to hear about it from you, obviously, Menarche is going to hit when it hits and where they are, and we can't control right. all of these things, yeah. but that, um, that first reaction to it, yeah. Um, so that's really beautiful that you had kind words and a, and a real like it sounds like an intentional uh welcoming to the club there <laughs> yeah and is there anything that you that you learned then through Menarch or any of the i don't know the lessons like how you were then um is there anything like that that you are still working on or still carrying with you from that kind of precious initiation
1: in your in your journey? Yeah, this is the other question that I really loved that you asked. Um, and I think the only thing is that I really wish that there had been a little bit more of like a kind of ritual around it or you know, like some kind of little like ceremony or something. Um, I think that's what I'm striving towards. And I hope, you know, for my own daughter, if she's open to it, you know, that it would be more of a, I mean, even like a gathering of of women, you know, yeah. with, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be super elaborate. Um, you know, it can kind of be whatever she wants it to be, but yeah, I wish, and and one thing that I feel like is really important, um, and that I feel like I'm really working on, but it really ties into the Menarch story for me too, is that I think women need to be witnessed in their healing, and they need to be witnessed um, truly, authentically as themselves. And so, what a beautiful way to welcome, you know, a girl into. You know, womanhood by really like honoring and seeing her and taking care of her, and you know, loves and trusts. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, oh. I love, I love your terminology that you use there of uh, the the need to be witnessed. I think that yeah. that is so um, valid. <laughs> this need yeah. to be witnessed, and that especially with menarch because. Yeah. It's kind of something we're all taught to kind of hide, you know, and i oh, I think God. it's it's gotten better, honestly, I think, from what I see from from my daughters, I have two eleven year olds and their generation, like they're they're not ashamed of talking about these things. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if it's a yet, right, or if and that'll come right. or if it's just like things have have changed a bit from my own uh, generation where it was like, Conceal at all costs.
1: <laughs> yes. Like do not talk about conceal, like yeah.
0: Show up that. the same, you know, I was discussing yeah. with a friend this the other day and it, it, was, it was a male friend. He was really trying to wrap his head around this menstrual cycle awareness and cyclical living. And yes. he brought up the feminist notion or this argument that a lot of us grew up with. It's like, I'm a woman, I can do anything a man can. And I can do it bleeding, right? And so then, it, you know, if, if you remember the, the conversations and the debates around, well, can a woman be in war? Can a one woman fire a gun when she's on her period? Can a woman be president? Was she going to set off a nuclear bomb when she's PMSing? Like these terrible, right. <laughs> messages about you know women. But the the reaction or the response to that for so many years in my life is, well, I can I can do anything a man can do I can do it the same no matter what day I'm on but even that kind of an argument is really not honoring our cyclical nature
1: so yeah honestly like I don't want to do it like a man you know
0: know. right
1: (laughs) that's exactly what I came to (laughs) oh man so I will yeah I'm gonna do it in a different way
0: absolutely yeah I don't want my finger on the nuclear bomb switch no. <laughs> at all like I don't ever want to use it no matter what no. cycle day I'm on <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yeah absolutely no. oh gosh okay well we we kind of already talked about the the cycle the part of your cycle that you're that you feel most at home and so that's definitely inner summer for you is that right yeah. I would say so yes okay and then um, one question I am very interested to know, you are you know, an entrepreneur, a practitioner, you're building your business, you're on social media, you do all the things, plus you're a mother, um, a shaman, uh, a partner to someone, so you have all these things going on. I'm wondering how your cycle affects the way you run your business.
1: Yes, I'm, it really, it does. Um... You know, I was even thinking about, you know, when we decided to do the podcast, I really made sure that it was not going to be, you know, anytime when I could potentially be bleeding. I do tend to see less patients um, when, you know, I'm on my heavy days. Although, you know, I was thinking about this too, that a lot of times if I do see the same amount of patients, a lot of times I'll just sit down more. Or, you know, that I have like hot tea or, you know, I cover myself up and keep my womb like warmer, regardless of what season it is. I mean, I think that there are ways that you can really care for yourself and like honor what's happening in your body. Um, you know, even if you still have to work like it, it, for me, just because of the nature of what I do too, because I can really, you know, kind of decide when I work and how I work. Um, or even like what I wear, you know, to work that I can really honor whatever cycle that I'm in, um, regardless of, you know, how many people that I'm seeing. Um, I will say that, that, um, you know, and I'm much more vocal about where I am in my cycle, even with, you know, my patients, you know, so Mm -hmm. I might even say you know, I'm just moving a little bit more slowly today because I'm, you know, on the, you know, first day of my menses and, you know, people are totally fine with that. So,
0: yeah, I love that. That's great. That making of the space, even with your patients.
1: Oh yeah. And like formalizing it too, you know, like giving myself the space to talk about it and be honest. And, and it, then it opens you know, it opens things up for, for other folks, you know, also, cause I seen like 90% women. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Okay, great. And so finally, you know, what does living in alignment with your cycle really mean to you?
1: Yeah, I love this question too. I really do think that living in alignment with my cycle means you know, using, maybe not using, but like following the natural energy that is happening for myself during my cycle and like actually moving with it rather than like resisting it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If I'm, you know, if, if I know that I'm ovulating, like I will, you know, I'll go for like longer runs or I'll exercise more or, you know, if I know that, you know, I'm, um, you know, in that PMS phase, I will I'll be so much more kind and tender to myself. And so it creates this container for, you know, myself to not feel like I'm fighting life, mm-hmm. you know, but
0: yeah. I'm actually, or fighting yourself for your own or nature.
1: Yeah like i am actually more in this flow with everything else in my life if i can you know really honor where i am in my cycle i don't have to like resist and like use my energy is like not used up on this resistance my energy is actually going towards the things that it is naturally <laughs> supposed to be and like yeah. that's a beautiful
0: yeah that's that's a great way to put that I really like that about, um, about resistance and, and where the energy goes and, you know, and at 28 ish, we're really dedicated. And one of my like personal missions is to help as many women as I can to uncover their superpowers Yeah. and those superpowers in every part of their cycle, you know? So, and so the, the thing is, yeah, you, you can't be resisting, your cycle or trying to force yourself to be a way oh. that you're not naturally that day. No. Um, so you're, you're not going to find your superpowers like that. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah. Great. Well, um, for anyone listening, Emily, can you tell us where to find you, how people can work with you if they're interested,
1: that kind of thing? Sure, absolutely. Um, so you can go to my website. It's um, emilyhanger.com. Uh, you can also find it through Emily Hedberg, um, which is my maiden name, both of which you can find on my website. Um, also, I'm on social media. So on um, Instagram, I am Stone Spirit Medicine. And, you know, I post a lot there and share a lot of information there. Um, I'm also, and I don't know how I totally feel about this. I'm on TikTok, too. Nice. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'm too old to be on TikTok. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend who's like a, a marketing guru, you know, and she um, she encouraged me to, you know, just to have as much of an audience as possible. So it's it's pushing sometimes but uh so i'm woven wild um on tiktok if you're on that app um yeah so those are the spots that you can find me um i do you know one-on-one sessions um but i also do um distance sessions so you you know don't have to be you know close by in order to to receive a session if you're interested
0: Great. Yeah, and I don't think we mentioned though, but if, if someone is close by, that's, that's where
1: um, You're so in I'm, Virginia? I'm in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All
0: right. Great. Well, I will add all of your information and all the links, um, for you, Emily, to the show notes so that anyone can find you there. I want to thank you so much for being a part of, uh, this podcast yeah, and, thanks. um, I really I really appreciate it. I loved our conversation today.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Carrie. I did too.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. If you are still listening, please don't forget to subscribe, comment, hit us up at 28ish.com. Let us know what cycle day you're on and what other topics you'd like us to explore. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email us and thank you so much for your listening and for all of your support.